The NFL will force the Dallas Cowboys to do something that they don't usually do, and that is spend money, and a lot. But how exactly does that look like? Does it mean that the Cowboys will go after big-name free agents, or does it mean something else? We'll get into it tonight on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. There has been a big, big conversation about cash versus cap, and I want to get into it on tonight's episode of the show because it is a confusing topic, but I think that we can clear up uh, as much as possible tonight. So thank you for tuning in. Do me a favor and hit the thumbs up, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about the show. And now that more of us are here, let's get ready to start the show officially. Here we go. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Before we do any of that, though, let's talk about some of the latest news. Uh, not exactly news, though, but let's say some of the latest conversations that has taken over the world of Cowboys Twitter, Cowboys Facebook, Cowboys YouTube. Uh, people are talking about the salary cap, and I love it because... Let's be real here. The salary cap is a little bit confusing. Like, let's get a kind of a, a sense of where we are at regarding the salary cap. Let me know in the chat, from 1 to 10, how much do you feel like you understand the topic? Because I got to tell you, for a long, long time, I, I didn't know what to make of it. It is a confusing topic. It is part of what the owners want, let's say, it, uh, like... I feel like sometimes it is kind of like Wall Street with all of their fancy terms. But it's actually simply simple when you when you kind of break it down. And I, I want to get into the difference between the salary cap and the actual amount of money that teams are out there spending. Because uh, it's very different. And we'll talk about how the Cowboys are going to be forced to spend money, quote unquote, on forced and how that will actually look like. Uh, 8.7 for Gregory. Uh, Katharina, though, says maybe a 2. Daryl goes with a 4. Toxic Tom, an accountant. I know that he is an accountant. He says 10, and that is the number one lesson that everyone must understand about the salary cap. It is an accounting system. It is not the actual cash outflow of a team. It is not what they are taking out of their pockets and paying a player on a specific year, that isn't the same as the cap number for each player. So that is perhaps the most important the most important thing to, to know right now. Uh, in SS, I guess three. <laughs> uh, Mo, I read your article about this. This is Gregory. I appreciate you. I did have an, an article about this. Sometimes, I will say, Sometimes I cheat a little bit with my prep for ADC Sports, uh, whether it's writing and or 
uh, for the show. Double R says, I suck one at best. So I hope, I hope to raise a little bit that number tonight. We're not going to get all the way to 10 because it's crazy. I've read a, the overthecap.com book crunching numbers from cover to cover, to, uh, to, from cover to cover twice now. And I still don't feel like I'm at an eight or a nine or a 10 personally. Uh, but because it's confusing sometimes. But uh, I think that we're going to be able to raise those levels a little bit tonight. Uh, but what I was going to say before I kind of got lost in that sidetrack there is sometimes I prepare for the show by writing an article and sometimes I do the show and then I already know what my article is going to be uh, the next morning for adcsports.com. I'm excited about the future, by the way, of ADC Sports. Uh, just saying, just saying. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool to, for you to see the growth of ADC Sports. Uh, we've been working hard at it for sure. Uh, anyways, let's get into it. The NFL will force the Dallas Cowboys to spend money for a very simple reason, and here is some context. The new bargaining agreement that the players and the teams agreed to very recently, had a new quote-unquote requirement. It's kind of a meaningless requirement, but it is somewhat important. Basically, they are demanding teams spend 90% of the salary cap. So this is like a floor on spending. They are making sure that teams maybe like, I mean, we could call it tanking, but more than anything, I would say, uh, they're making sure that teams spread the wealth, that they don't spend 50% of the cap and just run a super profitable business while not being competitive at football. That is a simple part about it. Uh, what's not that simple is that, honestly, every team exceeds the 90% cap spending. Uh, where, where it gets tricky, though, is that this minimum requirement isn't measured from year to year. So it's not like the Cowboys have to, and we'll use the Cowboys as an example, but this applies to every team around the league. It's not like the Cowboys need to spend 90% of the 2023 cap or the 2022 cap or the 2021 cap. No, it's for that three-year period, right? So from 2021 to 2023, you need to spend 90% of those three salary caps combined, you need to spend that money. So that number would come in at uh, over $500 million to give you an idea. And the Cowboys, turns out, they are the second lowest team, the second lowest spending team over the last two years. So if the three-year period goes from 2021 to 2023, and you are one of three teams that have not met that minimum threshold or are not in line to meet that minimum threshold, it means that you're going to have to pay some money in 2023. So the NFL will actually, like even if the Cowboys didn't want to, the NFL would force the Cowboys to spend some money. But that might not mean that the Cowboys are going to go get your favorite free agent. That might not mean that they're going to go get Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. Or it doesn't. It also does not mean that they're going to get uh, Bobby Wagner. We'll talk more about him later on the show, by the way, so stay tuned for that. 
But here is part of the article that I actually wrote for adcsports.com. As a result of that minimum threshold, there are three teams that are not in line to meet the, the minimum spending requirement in 2023. According to Over the Cap, the Cowboys are the second lowest team in spending over the last two years. And the way that uh, Jason Fitzgerald from Over the Cap describes it is really there are three teams that need to spend up this year. That is the Bears, a non-competitive team, the Falcons, another competitive team, and the Cowboys who are actually in the divisional round of the playoffs. And I say that as a you know, a knock on the Cowboys for not spending more money over the last couple of years. They use the Dak Prescott contract as an excuse. They will use the salary cap as an excuse. But this was the second lowest spending team in the NFL over the last two years. This is a good part of the video to open up a parenthesis. Salary cap versus cash spending is different because the salary cap is nothing more than a way to account for things. The salary cap was actually kind of designed for teams to be able to spend more than what the cap actually is. And the simplest way to put this is, if I offer, if I offer you a $10 salary per game, and you're going to get those $10 every single game. Uh, we'll actually use another figure for the math to be easier for all of us. Uh, let's say that you get a $10 million contract in per year in salary. So you're going to earn $10 million every season just in salary. But then on top of that, you get $5 million in a signing bonus. That's your money from day one. It's a signing bonus at the end of the day. You're going to get it the day that you signed. Not literally, but let's let's leave it at that. So you get essentially for your first year, if you're getting $10 million per year, let's say that in the entirety of your first year under that contract, you're going to get make what? Uh, $10 million in salary plus $5 million in signing bonus. You're making $15 million. And I'm keeping it super simple, I know, but uh, hear me out. You're making uh, $15 million in year one. But your cap number is going to be lower. Because that signing bonus is going to be prorated. It's going to be split up in the equal number for in an equal number for the remain the remainder of your contract. Excuse me. So if it is a five million signing bonus and your contract is five years long, then only one million dollar will count towards the salary cap for each year. And in year five, your cap number will include one million dollars of that signing bonus, but you got that signing bonus five years ago. It's just a way for teams to actually account for things in a book. It's bookkeeping, literally. It is literally accounting. Doesn't have to be an equivalent. It's not a cash flow at the end of the day. It's just a way to keep things in a book. So I think that's important to understand. Now that we know that, we understand why we understand why uh, the Cowboys have been in the red, quote unquote, when it comes to the salary cap, yet they have been the second lowest spending team in the entire NFL over the last couple of years. And I know that's kind of, that's kind of not confusing, uh, frustrating to hear that the Cowboys have not spent a lot of money, but it does set them up to be big spenders in 2023. 
Having said that, having said that, how does that look like? Because, yeah, sounds pretty, doesn't it? The Cowboys are going to be big spenders. They're going to go out there in the market and they're going to get my favorite player. I don't think it means that, though. I don't think it means that. Because here's the thing. And actually, Jason Fitzgerald also mentions this in his article for OverTheCap.com, which I do recommend. Uh, you can find it as OverTheCap Team Spending 2023, something like that. Uh, here it goes. Here's how they will spend. They're going to spend on a Dak Prescott extension, which is fine. I mean, you, you need a quarterback. Dak Prescott is your best option at quarterback. They're likely to extend him this offseason. And if they don't extend him, they're going to restructure him probably. And that would still require a signing bonus that will be money in Dak Prescott's pockets today. So remember, we're talking about cash spending. We're not talking about salary cap spending. We're talking about cash. Dak Prescott will get money. Trayvon Diggs, maybe you extend Trayvon Diggs right now. You can get a big chunk of of, of spending right there. CeeDee Lamp, also a candidate. And even Micah Parsons. Now, Micah Parsons comes in with a question mark because some people will immediately react. And I know I did it too. I said, wait a minute. Micah isn't even eligible to negotiate his contract yet because he's, you know, uh, too young. He has been in the league for only two seasons. He cannot negotiate his contract yet. But since the new league year, the new year for the league is in March, what you spent in January and February of next year, so 2024, will count for the Cowboys spending during that 2021 to 2023 period of spending in which they have a set number that they have to spend. So Micah also is a factor in this conversation. By these four players alone, the Cowboys are going to meet their spending requirements of 90% of the salary cap. So there are some pros and cons to this. And, and I'll get into the comments right after I finish this. I, I don't want to lose the my train of thought here. The cons is obviously that it doesn't mean the fact that the Cowboys need to spend money, uh, the headline of an article might grab your attention. You might think that they're going to pay a lot of money to a big-name free agent. But in reality, it doesn't mean that. The pro, though, the pro is that you look at Dak, you look at Diggs, you look at uh, Lamp, Parsons, and what, what have we learned about the Cowboys over the last few years? They're not very proactive with their contract extensions, are they? They waited until the last moment for Dak Prescott. They waited until the last moment for other players. Uh, Amari Cooper hit free agency at one point. I don't need to remind you, but they let him hit free agency, and I still get pissed about it. It means that maybe they are proactive this time. It means that maybe this time the NFL forces the Cowboys to... Extend Dak Prescott ahead of time. Trayvon Diggs ahead of time. C.D. Lamp ahead of time. And when the moment comes next year, Micah Parsons ahead of time. 
that's a pro. That's the good side of this. And that's what I would ultimately circle back to the headline and say, this is something else that the NFL will force the Cowboys to do. That's something that they don't usually do. They usually wait until the last possible moment. Now the Cowboys might be in a position to actually go ahead and do it with a little bit of, you know, with a little bit of <clears throat> anticipation, we could call it. Let's see here. Toxic Tom. Let's see. Let's see some of your comments here. And we'll get into the Bobby Wagner conversation. So stay tuned for that because uh, I know everyone wants to talk about Bobby Wagner. Uh, here we go again, right? <laughs> uh, Toxic Tom says, one other aspect, Mo. One last detail on the prorated money, uh, prorated money, which is the signing bonus, is where it comes from. The player still gets paid that money, but won't count on the cap. It will count just split over the reminder of the contract, right? Toxic Tom also adds, therefore, the owner is the one at times paying the players that bonus. Hence why Jerry's actually won't sign a check to win a bowl. That's fair. And by the way, and this I will just add this as a fun fact of the NFL. When there's guaranteed salary and guaranteed money and all of that, it's put on an escrow. So owners actually have to like guarantee that that money is set aside for the player. And people have said, and I think that this is actually already confirmed, that that's why the Raiders let Khalil Mack go at the time when they traded him to the Chicago Bears because they literally did not have the money. It wasn't about not having cap space, which is very easy to open up. It was about having the actual cash to pay the player. Pretty interesting stuff, uh, NFL management. I, I, I love talking about this stuff. I know that it can get confusing. I hope that I helped you guys uh, tonight. I thought I... If you learned one small thing, I will be excited about it because I'm learning at the same time too. When I do these, uh, when I do these shows, and when I'm kind of like getting my notes together for an article or or a show, I'm also learning, and I love that. I love that part of the show. Let's see some of your uh, comments here. Mark Davies had issues with this already. Moses, oh, okay, we we nailed it. We nailed it, Toxic Tom. We we. Went into the same storyline right away. But I had some questions over here. Uh, Wagner is 33 and a Band-Aid, says Gregory. Double R says, but we need all four of them. Talking about the players that, you know, the Cowboys could spend on. That is true. Sugar Daddy says, that's the core. Spend it. That's true. That's pretty tricky with Parsons, says Michael. Yeah, it is. Like, the fact that he plays into the conversation even though he will pay it on he will get paid until 2024 if he is extended in time <laughs> cowboy cowboy what you going to do says bruce overpaying one player says mark andrew <laughs> let's see here katharina says this might be a stupid question there's no stupid questions i don't want to sound like a uh, generic teacher but there's no stupid questions does the salary cap come from the nfl or does it come from jerry jones it's actually a good question, I would say. Uh, salary cap, just accounting-wise, talking about that number that we know as a salary cap is calculated league-wide based on the earnings of the league. That's why the salary cap every year 
increases and it increases more and it increases more every single year, which is why teams that keep pushing that dead money and all of that uh, down the road are very smart because they know that the salary cap is always going to grow. So that's that's the one part of it. Uh, the NFL calculates, okay, we won, we earned this amount of money. This percentage of the money goes to the players. It's a number close to 50%. And the other 50% goes to the owners, the teams, and everything. Uh, that dictates what the salary cap looks like. But there is an asterisk here. Not every team has the same salary cap. There is an unadjusted salary cap that is the same for the 32 teams. But then if you had $10 million in cap space last year, then that carries over until the next year. And you have $10 million more than the unadjusted salary cap space. So it carries over from year to year. So it's not the same salary cap for everybody. The unadjusted salary cap is the same, but then it changes for every team. Uh, carryover is only a small part of it. Uh, there are other things like, I mean, I don't want to get super, super deep into it because uh, I don't want to like, you know, overwhelm everybody with more and more. But let's say that incentives, incentives are tricky because incentives are divided into two, likely to be earned and not likely to be earned. So let's say, I mean, I'm just going to make this up. Let's say that the Cowboys re-signed Ryan Null, primetime legend, ADC Sports legend, Ryan Null. And they include a $1 million bonus if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. That's an incentive not likely to be earned. That doesn't count towards the salary cap. But if it if they do win the Super Bowl and they do pay him that million dollars, then they need to account for it on next year's salary cap. So everything that you spent is going to show up in the salary cap, whether it's now, whether it's in the future, whether it already was accounted for in previous years, everything that you spent is going to be reflected in the salary cap, just not in the same year necessarily. And that's why cash spending versus cap spending is not the same. <laughs> I'm having so much fun talking about this right now. <laughs> I hope that you guys are enjoying it as well. Yeah, the null. I know that you guys like the null. Toxic Tom got into a party mode. Uh, Bruce says the null. Let's go. Danny Savage says, I see Dallas pulling a surprise move with a quarterback. I don't see that happening. I mean, if it is something like what we talked about last night, Hendon Hooker maybe drafting him, uh, drafting a guy that he can develop. I not only could see that happening, I actually would like that. I don't think you can ever take too many darts at the quarterback position. Unless you are a Dan Snyder. Yeah, so <laughs> speaking of, uh, we were talking about how the salary cap is defined. Part of the financial trouble that Dan Snyder got into was that the commanders were maybe not being super... Mm, correct about the way that they reported their earnings. And sometimes they even reported money 
for their games, according to the documents. And going over those documents was pretty fun too. They essentially said, oh no, this ticket to the Commanders-Cowboys game, and I'm making up the, the game. I don't remember what the exact matchups were. But they basically said, oh no, that's actually from the college football game, which is not NFL revenue. It's just our revenue. So that doesn't go into what we owe to other teams and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, literal fraud. <laughs> um, this is why I go to H&R Block. <laughs> hey, no free ads. No free ads, though. <laughs> uh, we're going to open up a ADC Sports Premium. We will do your taxes. Presented to you by the salary cap experts. Let's do it. Uh, anyways, let's get right into the Bobby Wagner conversation. I think that's enough salary cap uh, stuff for tonight. But hey, if you ever have questions or things that you would like to discuss, if you like this type of content and you like these type of discussions, I mean, my dog apparently does like them. Uh, if you like these type of discussions and you want to see maybe more specific shows about it, let me know in the chat. Uh, or in the comments, or maybe hit me up on Twitter, whatever, and we can make it happen. Uh, I have fun. I have fun talking about that kind of stuff. But anyways, before we get out of here, we do need to get into the Bobby Wagner conversation because they're parting ways. So Bobby Wagner is going to be available for everybody. And you guys know the math. You guys know the rules more than the math. If Bobby Wagner is available then we as Cowboys fans need to talk about it. It's not an option. It's an obligation. My question from me to you is, would you like or dislike signing linebacker Bobby Wagner to the Cowboys? Uh, let me know in the chat while you do that. And before I give you my answer and we get into it, that's the wrong button. Let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net. As always, remember that this is a family-owned business. Has been so for over 65 years. And when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. You can check out their website over at freemanmazda.net. In it, you can check out the pictures of every car, the features inside and outside of the vehicles. You can check them out in depth over there. And also, you can check out their dealership over at Irving, Texas. But more importantly, we need to talk about the ride of the week, which is, in this case, it is a 2023 CX-5 2.5S Carbon Edition All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $32,390. It's got a sunroof. It's got all-wheel drive, a game-changing Wi-Fi hotspot, premium audio, so you can listen to primetime with premium audio, Heated leather memory foam sitting, fun, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are in the highway. So make sure you check it out once more over at freemanmazda.net. So let's see. Would you like or dislike adding Bobby Wagner to the team? Let's see here. Uh, I like him. This is Ace. Like, says Bruce, should have done it last year. Lost in translation says, I am passing on Wagner. 
Sugar Daddy Williams says, we have enough teachers. We need playmakers. Hmm. Where does Wagner rank in there, though? I'm split on Wagner. I'm not going to lie. I'm split on Wagner. Bruce says he's a cap casualty for the Rams. His play was still high. Yeah, because the Rams do need to rework some of the stuff that they have done. Because both in the salary cap and, and in the cash perspective, they're they're doing they're not doing great. Let's see here. What else? What else? Oh, Mark Andrew likes it. Katharina says, yes, that would be great. What's up, Joey Bella? Thank you for joining the show as well. I will say that's tough. That's a tough one. Here's what I think. I think that the Cowboys should be interested 100%. The Cowboys were already interested last year. Uh, Dan Quinn reportedly, back then, if you remember, when he talked to Rich Eisen, that interview was very, very widely discussed. Bobby Wagner confessed that, you know what, Dan Quinn was the first guy that reached out to me when the Seahawks let me go. So we know that Dan Quinn is pretty interested in Bobby Wagner. But isn't he a guy that there will be a bidding war over? I just don't want to get my hopes up about the Cowboys uh, being a legit candidate to land his services. However, the thing is, we don't know how the linebacker room will look like for Dallas in 2023. Like, I don't know if we are... I don't know if I'm talking about the linebacker position from a place in which Anthony Barr and Leighton Vanderesh come back, or maybe both of them do not come back. So it's tough to figure that out. <clears throat> do the Cowboys kind of maybe find a way to, to realize if they must offer something to Bobby Wagner right now and then figure out what you do with Leighton Vanderesh and or Anthony Barr? I'm guessing Barr will wait until, I mean, I'm guessing Bobby Wagner will wait to sign until free agency officially opens. As, as much as I hate to say it, I think it's one of those things in which we're going to get excited about it. Uh, there are going to be reports about the Cowboys being interested in Bobby Wagner. And then the bidding war will essentially rule out the Cowboys just like that. That's the way that things go for Dallas usually. And also, I don't hate it. I don't hate if they don't go get him. I don't hate it at all. Bobby Wagner is Anthony Barr 2.0. Just lost in translation. And if he is, then uh, he will be a much more expensive one, probably. Toxic Tom says, and I think, I think, I think Bobby Wagner is still pretty good. I mean, I know that the Rams sucked last year. I don't think that Bobby Wagner was an issue, though. He's not prime Bobby Wagner. He's not. But I think he could. He, he would be an upgrade. I would say that he would be an upgrade over the Cowboys' current lineup, assuming that Anthony Barr and Leighton Vanderich are a part of it. And they, they might not. They might not be. Uh, Toxic says, Bobby will sign some known player that only their family would know. Michael H. says, uh, if LBE gets a better deal somewhere else, he may choose to not come back. I'm very intrigued about what happens with LBE. I don't. I, I think that he might come back on a cheap deal. I'm not sure that every other NFL team will look at LBE and, and be impatient to throw money his way. I'm not entirely sure about that. 
I, I do think that he will test the free agency waters, though, before things settle down. I don't think that the Cowboys extend him beforehand. I just think that he hits free agency, and then we'll see what happens in March. Cox is not even a factor. He couldn't get on the field, says Michael H. Jabril Cox was a little bit disappointing. Uh, Damon Clark is definitely a factor, though, because he did play pretty well for the Cowboys as a rookie and without a full offseason and, and preseason, like not even that. Defense wins championships, says Mike Wallace. I think that an elite unit wins championships. Offense and or defense, whatever it is. But an, an elite unit can win you championships, even if it's an offense. I think that. And, and the evidence also points that out. Sure, Wagner is an upgrade, but is he enough? Says Schubert Daddy Williams. Gilbert says, I think that it's time for the Cowboys to shock the world and get everything that they need signed. Man. It would be fun to see an all-in offseason like that. But we know how the Cowboys operate. They're probably not going to do it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I do think that maybe this time around, the priorities might be offensive line, wide receiver, and your own guys. So I'm not, I'm not going to pound the table for Bobby Wagner is what I'm trying to say. I think LB ends up coming back. That's that's my gut feeling. I think that LBE comes back after testing free agency waters. We'll see, though. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. Here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I had a lot of fun tonight. Man, I know that it was a geek, nerd kind of show, but we had some fun talking about numbers, talking about the salary cap, cash versus cap. All of that was pretty fun. Rolando says, Mo, what's up from South Texas? Ben DiNucci is playing tonight, XFL. Let's sign him on the practice squad. Hey, Ben DiNucci is killing it over at the XFL. Ernst Williams is going to play in Mexico. This is a fun fact. Let me tell you that. He's actually going to play where I live against my team, the Caudillos, the Chihuahua. Warlords is the translation. But he's going to be playing for the Galgos de Tijuana. And, and he's going to be playing for, for, for a Mexican pro league. They had the awards for last year's event, uh, last year's season. They had the, the awards event this week. And he was there. He was, you know, representing his new team. <laughs> I think that's fun. Former Cowboys on other teams. Something to stay tuned for. And Toxic Thompson's body catcher. I, I knew that was going to be, you know, commented after I said it. But he might kill it in Mexico, man. Like... Just that experience in the NFL should give him quite the edge. He might be the most experienced NFL player in Mexico's Pro League, honestly. Thanks so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Do me a favor, hit the like button. That helps us put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. And as always, remember that prime time is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Enjoy your weekend. No, wait. Oh, yeah, it is, uh, it is Thursday. Enjoy your weekend. I will see you again on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. Nos vemos. Buen fin de semana. Adios.